listening to the Link Through Social Tech and App Show on Listen Up Talk Radio. Yep, we talk apps, we talk social media, and we talk tech every week. Now here's your host, Paul Wright. here and welcome to another edition of the link through social media tech and app show on listen up talk radio we encourage you to interact and keep the conversation going on twitter using hashtag lts radio we want to hear from you so tweet your comments questions and show ideas let's build our online community on today's edition of LTS Radio, we will talk about the return of the Viewmaster. We'll also discuss if robots will be able to help the bedridden see the world. And an interesting story on Twitter who says it has tripled the number of staff handling abuse reports within the last six months. Plus social media and tech news. And of course, our social shout out of the week. LTS Radio will be back after this. The music you'll hear on Out of the Blue will be jazz for the most part. No specific styles or genres. Every piece of music is handpicked to deliver quality performances. Out of the Blue can be heard on rtds.ca, live Mondays 1 to 3 p.m., and encore performances Tuesday to Friday, anytime on demand. It's the true spirit of jazz, a touch of everything and then some. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Green. Welcome back to the Link Through Social Media Tech and App Show. Hey, developers, got a cool app you'd like us to review? Get in touch with us on Twitter at Link Through Social. That's L I N K T H R U Social, or at Listen Up Talk. And now back to the show. Welcome back to LTS Radio, where we talk about tech, apps, social media, and the latest gadgets. As always, I'm joined by producer Todd Miller. Hello, Todd. How are you today? Good morning to you, sir, and all our fine listeners on this yes. lovely day. Glad to... Glad that you can join us once again here on LTS Radio. We have lots to talk about today. And uh, our first uh, story is, and, and you know, Todd, we, we've been you know, talking about various stories regarding these over the last few months. Of course, uh, that being um, the popularity of the drones, the personal drones, we'll mm, say, not, yes. not the government drones. <laughs> we'll be careful now. <laughs> yes. And uh, there is a uh, organization now uh, called noflyzone.org, which, which is uh, going to allow you to establish a no-fly zone over your property. Uh, if your first reaction to a drone flying over your house is to... Uh, possibly get out a, an M16 for some target practice. Let's hope you don't do that. Rubber uh, bands, whatever, you know, yeah, a rock. There you go. No, um, noflyzone.org has a, a, you know, a little less violent option. Uh, it allows you to establish a no-fly zone over your property, and a number of drone hardware and software firms have already promised to honor your request. Now, given that virtually all unmanned aerial vehicles have cameras and lend themselves to 
these kinds of uh, antics, it's understandable that some people wouldn't want a drone to circle over their backyards. Uh, smart operators of remotely piloted quadcopters don't fly over buildings and people anyway, but there will be always a few who don't follow these rules. Using no-fly zone, homeowners can register their address and create a geofence around their property. Now, this, you know, this is a good start. I, I, I think um, uh, by by setting something like this up. But of course, as I mentioned, you know, uh, that's not going to stop people from, uh, um, you know going against these rules and there there aren't really laws set up yet uh, to to handle this so um i think lawmakers have to uh, kind of speed things up uh, because th- this drone phenomenon is is just uh is is, is going at a, a very fast pace yeah, I think more and more people are getting them as gifts, especially for kids, because, you know, in our day, I'm a little older than you, but, um, you know, we had uh, remote helicopters or remote yep. airplanes, and now it's these quadcopters. Um, so, you know, people are generally buying them for the kids to fly, and they come with cameras. It's not like you can say, I don't want the camera. Um, But, I mean, you could just be innocently flying over your neighbor's backyard and they could be out sunning themselves having a, you know, family party and Uh, you're encroaching on their privacy. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I I, I believe that uh, this is a great invention. It it, it certainly is. And there's so so much potential. Uh, We've spoken on previous shows about how Amazon and other companies are looking into delivery service with these uh, drones. Um, They're they're a good thing for uh, searches. Uh, in, in the case of you know missing children, uh, you know in the few hours after a child goes uh, missing, so there's a lot of uh, positive ways, and like you said, a fun hobby. So I, I think some ground rules do have to be uh, have to be set up, but you know there there's got to be a little bit of leeway too. I would I would imagine. I, I think you know just to draw a parallel, it would be the same as me having a remote control vehicle, like a little car, and driving it in my neighbor's backyard versus driving it in my own. Do you know? I mean, yeah, that's yeah, pretty exactly. much what it is. Yeah, for sure. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, if you want to find more out uh, more more about this, uh, it is noflyzone.org. Uh, we'll we'll throw up the uh, link as well on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash link through THRU social. Now, there, here's a story, Todd. Do you remember the Viewmaster? Um, we still have one. <laughs> you my, do? My guys have one. We got one oh my, secondhand, cool. secondhand from somewhere, and uh, it brought back memories for me. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, uh, don't, um, you know, you should you should hang on to that. Because I, I, I think uh, eventually this might be worth something, but uh, it's, it's a fun uh, thing to keep. But we're coming up with the times, and Mattel and Google are actually t- teaming up um, to create a virtual reality for kids. Um, they're replacing the plastic viewer that pairs up with your uh, now will pair up with your smartphone you can explore virtual reality environments make three-dimensional dinosaurs appear in the real world or in classic fashion transport yourself to faraway places and historical monuments 
Unlike the old uh, Viewmaster static images, you can spin around in place and see everything around you. It will be it will work with every smartphone and cost around thirty dollars," said the companies. Uh, a downloadable app does all the magic, splitting your phone screen into two images that, when viewed together, create the 3D effect. The viewer is um, just a comfortable way to hold the phone up to your eyes, um, so it's it's not like the old style, as we, as we would say. And uh, a magnetic button on the side lets you cycle through images or interact with your environment. I love it. It's, uh, it's a new uh, type of version um, because kids are, unfortunately, uh, on the smartphone a little uh, more than we, we would like them to be. But I think this is a cool, uh, a cool uh, addition to the Mattel line. Now, have you... Ha- have you played with a Viewmaster yourself? The um, the original the or original. the original? Oh yes, absolutely. Now absolutely. there was something funny because sometimes if you'd click it incorrectly, it would sort of go off center, and you'd get like two images. It's yes. almost like a film breaking. <laughs> it, 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 it was caught in between the two. I remember that. <laughs> but oh, it was just such fun, and the images were just so incredibly detailed and gorgeous and rich. And yeah. and now to think about this with a smartphone, I think it's incredible. Yeah, it really is, and uh, you know you can uh, you can click on an item and, and learn more about it as well. Uh, so it's it's um, it's giving you information. So say you're looking at uh, a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge as it is today, and then you can look at it when it was constructed back in the 1940s, and uh, you can click on the learn more about, and you can find out how uh, the Golden Gate Bridge was constructed and and the history behind it uh you know so it's um it's a it's a, a learning tool as well a fun learning tool for kids and anything uh, to keep them uh, engaged and learn uh, i i think is a, is a great idea i think my final thought on this would be you know anything that that is that uh, gorgeous to look at will definitely hold their attention more than a static 2d image on a computer screen no matter whether you've got a 27 inch monitor having that depth that richness is just going yeah. to be something that will keep them engaged longer oh for sure for sure now mattel is on a mission to keep its product line relevant to today's technological world so expect brands like Barbie, Hot Wheels, and Thomas to get digital treatment too someday. Mattel ex- executives wouldn't say what's next, but a fully explorable Barbie house <laughs> and the experience of driving inside a blazing orange Hot Wheels racetrack are a natural fit, they said. So <laughs> stay tuned for to see what uh, new uh, innovation Mattel comes out with in the next uh, few months or or a few years, I guess. Uh, Moving on, will robots help the bedridden see the world? I love this story, Todd, and and, uh, we'll we'll, we'll talk about a few few other options, I I think, in addition uh, to what you know, the, the initial story about uh, helping people that are bedridden. Now, there's a woman called Kavita Krishwani, and she hasn't left her house in six years, but that hasn't stopped her from wandering around the Seattle Art Museum and taking in concerts at the National Music Museum in South Dakota. 
a PhD candidate at the University of Maryland, Baltimore, Krishwani has spinal muscular atrophy and requires assistance 24 hours a day. She was able to make the museum trips using a beam telepresence robot, which is a remotely controlled 16-inch screen mounted five feet above motorized wheels. Now, seven museums are taking part in a beta program to test the beam, uh, including the Detroit Institute of Arts, the Computer History Museum, and the Fine Arts Museums of San Francisco. People who are disabled or bedridden can use it to explore museums they might never get to visit in person. Now, visitors steer the beam from their laptop. The beam's wide-angle camera takes in the scene, and a second camera is pointed at the ground to help with navigation. Six microphones pick up ambient sounds and make it possible to carry on a conversation with people nearby. Now, unlike photos, videos, or interactive 360-degree images, a beam gives the user control over where they go and for how long and lets them communicate in real time. I love this idea, Todd. You know, when you first started describing it, I immediately, um, I have watched some episodes of The Big Bang Theory, and, and Sheldon creates yes. such a robot <laughs> with the screen, and he's harassing Steve Wozniak in a yes. restaurant. <laughs> Oh, that, that was uh, but, that was the humorous. I, I re- actually I thought of that myself. It's it's really funny. You should say that. But but it is incredible to think about these people being able to get to these events and seminars and yeah. and and learning and, and have a physical presence there rather than just um, you know a digital presence. I think it's uh, incredible. It, it really is, and you know. Um, when I, I started to talk about this story, I, I gave it some thought, and and uh, not only people that are uh, you know um, that are bedridden, but what about people who um, don't have the uh, monetary means to visit different places around the world that can you know um, from their computer experience what uh you know people do that actually have the money to travel to these places so here's an idea yeah you and i could start a rental firm we could create these and then you have them in every city like a kiosk Mm -hmm. and you you pre-book it and then it's available for you to use during a set period of time and let's say you want to walk the louvre in paris and you don't want to fly there you rent one of these and and you actually physically walk the louvre with this device there is a business here, Todd. I mm. think we better uh, set up our uh, crowdfunding <laughs> project as soon as we uh, wrap up this show before it goes to air. <laughs> yeah, we may not be back on next week, folks. So if, if we're not here, you'll know what happened. But y- y- you see what I mean, though, the the the, the many opportunities that this uh, type of technology uh, can offer for, for, you know, all types of uh, different uh, uh, events or... or, or uh, you know, uh, experiential events, you know, experiential um, visits and and tours and vacations. Like who this this brings to mind um, um, total recall from Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's right. Like implanting the memories is cheaper than actually going there. It is. It is. Well, uh, we'll uh, we'll see, and uh, who knows? <laughs> Todd, I think maybe we better uh, have a chat after this show about our idea there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, um, just before we take a break, uh, Yahoo is uh, celebrating. 
their 25th anniversary this year. Can't believe it. Are they still around? <laughs> Are they still around? Because, I mean, it's funny. I just installed a new browser the other day, and Yahoo was the default. And I went, what? Where's Google? Yeah, Where's my Google? I know, I know they are. And, and, you know, it was funny. Um, the uh, inventors of Yahoo were, were Stanford graduate school students, Jerry Yang and David Philo. Now, Yang and Philo quickly changed the site's name, uh, which was originally Jerry and David's Guide to the World Wide Web. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> and they quickly changed that to Yahoo. Uh, in a nerd fashion, they joked that the Yahoo stood for yet another hierarchical, officious oracle, <laughs> which uh, I'm glad they just said Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go through all that. Yeah. But uh, it was officially incorporated uh, on March the 2nd, and uh, the rest is history. They've, they've had their ups and downs, Todd. Um, over the last, uh, you know, 25 years. But um, I, I think they, they, they've tried to make some uh, some significant purchases. Last year, they did purchase Tumblr. Um, and they promised not to uh, spoil it. Mm. <laughs> like, they have uh, a few other uh, projects over the last uh, few years. Um, but, you know... In the 90s, Yahoo was in many ways like Google is today, the starting port point for many people when they browse the web. But obviously, that isn't uh, that isn't the case uh, today. Uh, their Yahoo Mail um, is now fourth uh, as far as uh, mail provider email providers, uh, which was one of their strong points um, for many years. So, yeah, they. I don't know. Are, are they going to be the uh, uh, the MySpace in the next uh, ten years? Uh, who knows? Interesting fact: I was just reading a book recently where the founders of Google had offered their company to Yahoo back in the early days for something something like three hundred thousand dollars. They wow. said, "You know, hey, we've got this thing called Google, and we want you to buy us out." And then Yahoo went, "Nah, not interested." <laughs> and my, how the tides have turned. It really has. It really has. Well, well. Happy anniversary, Yahoo! And uh, we hope you uh, continue on. But we'll we'll see. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath. Invite us uh, to your fortieth party. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take a short break at LTS Radio. We'll be back after this. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. Welcome back to the Link Through Social Media Tech and App Show, where we talk about, you know, social media, we talk about apps, and we also talk about cool technology. Perhaps you've got a cool piece of technology that you want us to review. Get in touch on Twitter, at Link Through Social, or at Listen Up Talk. 
And now, back to the show. Welcome back to LTS Radio, where we chat about tech, apps, social media, and the latest gadgets. Well, Todd, we're back here on the show, and uh, Twitter is is noticing a, a very concerning trend, and uh, they say they have tripled the number of staff that handle abuse reports over the last six months. Uh, Twitter has a rampant abuse and trolling problem, uh, and even the CEO knows it, but the social network claims it has made some big strides to mend this issue. Uh, Twitter says it now receives five times as many abuse reports than it did just six months ago and has tripled the number of staff reviewing those reports within the same time period. The company also announced on Thursday that it was rolling out new procedures to deal with rule breakers. However, it didn't describe the changes in too much detail. Uh, These new actions will not be visible to the vast majority of rule-abiding Twitter users, but they give us new options for acting against the accounts and don't follow the rules and serve to discourage behavior that goes against our policies, Twitter said in a, a recent blog. Now, according to The Verge, the company will start tracking the phone numbers of users known to repeatedly harass others. Um, being on Twitter a lot, uh, I see I see a lot of this, uh, Todd. Um, abuse uh, to individuals, abuse to uh, uh, knocking uh, companies and brands. Um, and, and the fact that people don't have to show their face or 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 their name um, as their as themselves uh, allows for a lot of this, and uh, I, I can see why Twitter is, is having you know an increase in uh, abuse reports. Well, it's nice to know you'll actually be able to get hold of someone at Twitter because that was my yeah. biggest beef for the longest time was if you did have an issue, whether it was a setup issue or a harassment issue, it took forever to get a real person. It sure did, and uh, I, I'm glad that they're finally addressing it. I, I think uh, they've been a little slow uh, off the mark uh, on this particular uh, issue, uh, but uh, at least they're they're trying to... Uh, uh, try trying to you know patch uh, things up, but I, I think it's going to take uh, quite a while to uh, for them to catch up to all all the different things that are going on. You know, yeah, you, you have these accounts that are still with the uh, the egg photo <laughs> and uh, you know spewing uh, abusive things to to individuals and, and companies and brands. It's very concerning yeah uh, you can see they've got you know they're following fifteen thousand people and they've got one follower and you go okay that's suspicious (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly so uh hopefully twitter will uh continue to uh strengthen their um their connection with their with their customers uh i i I think that's that's the future of twitter todd you you hit on the nail a few minutes ago It, it was very difficult to uh, get in contact with them and speak to somebody if you did have a, a legitimate issue with with either uh, uh, the pro uh, with with abuse or or a technical issue. Um, I think they should really focus on uh, on their database and and to maintain it to offer a, a better customer service 
experience. And if they do that, they'll continue to be successful. If they don't, well, they're, I, I can see them uh, sliding off um, like so many of the other social platforms uh, have uh, come and gone throughout the past. So their longevity depends, I think, on customer relation and customer service. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Um, so moving along here uh, on LTS Radio, uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube content chief says growth accelerating despite increased competition from Facebook. It's accelerating. The head of YouTube content says that Google's web video service has seen its growth accelerate despite the rise of competition from Facebook and others. Uh, speaking at a recent Code Media conference, Robert Kinnickle said YouTube is trying new tactics to better award its best content creators. Kinnickle pointed in particular to a three-month-old effort, Google Preferred, which allows those video makers to use ads that can't be skipped to drive higher revenue. Those taking part in the program are seeing revenue grow at a 70% annual rate, as opposed to the 50% rate being seen by YouTube as a whole. Now, Todd, when you... Uh, go on a, a video that's uh, on YouTube. Be honest. Do you always skip the ad? Do you sometimes? Do you never watch the ad? What, what is your uh, preference? My per percentage would probably be, I think, about 80% skip, but there's about 20% that I actually watch, and uh -huh. that is for a variety of reasons. One reason is I like the company that's presenting the content, so I want to give them the, the money, whatever they get of cent oh, okay. or whatever. And then there's another where it's like, oh, this looks really interesting. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, right. Um, that that first uh, part you said that was interesting. Yeah, that's uh, that's very um, that, that's very interesting because yeah, uh, you, know, you want to support these these companies if 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 in fact you agree with them or or what they do or what they offer. Um, they're taking the time to uh, present uh, material to you and uh, as a way of paying them back uh, to, to watch the whole video instead of clicking it after the what is it the five second uh, countdown right. that's uh, that's an interesting point um, uh, I, I'm just wondering uh, how many uh, other people think that way you know, or or do they just say oh I, I have to just skip over it to get to what I really want to see yeah, I mean, it's 30 seconds or whatever of my time, but then I realize they get paid, which helps um, further their mission because they're getting paid from advertisers. So right. why not, if I enjoy the content, why not watch the ad once in a while, let them get paid, and then the advertiser knows, hey, somebody's watching. We're going to keep supporting this. That's right. Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, um, they're, they're looking to uh, expand this program uh, in the next uh, few months so we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that and I'll put the story up on our uh, Facebook uh, uh, page as well facebook.com slash link through social now PayPal is going to be paying 280 million dollars for Padient, uh, which is the startup behind Walmart's Apple Pay competitor. Uh, PayPal isn't given, giving up on payments in brick-and-mortar stores. The eBay payment unit plans to acquire Padient, a payment startup that licenses a technology platform used by big retail chains to create their own branded mobile wallet apps. Uh, multiple sources said PayPal will pay around $280 million for the Wesley, Massachusetts-based startup. PayPal declined to comment on the price. 
Patient, which was founded in 2010, is a white label platform which is used by Subway and other retailers and banks to add payment, loyalty, and digital coupon capabilities to their own apps. Its customer list also includes MCX, a consortium of big box retailers led by Walmart that says it will launch its own mobile wallet app, Currency, uh, later this year. The deal also gives PayPal a path to becoming a payment method in more apps and a new storyline as it readies to spin off from eBay in its own publicly traded company later this year. So, you know, once a once a, a kind of a, an invention that came from the uh, from from eBay, PayPal has now become a uh, almost a, uh, a a partner and 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 going to be traded separately than eBay. Uh, what a success story uh, PayPal has become. Yeah, they were disappearing there for a while. I mean, they were still always around, but people sort of said, "Oh, you know, PayPal charges us too much, and they take yeah. too much of our our, our offerings." But um, this is going to be good for them, and, and maybe they'll get a bigger customer base still. For sure, yeah. No, it's uh, an interesting story, uh, and and you know the continuing trend of of digital currency uh, um, being used for online purchases and and then uh, you know uh, through various apps and, and that type of thing for big box stores. It's uh, it's a good uh, a good thing for the PayPal to get into for sure. Now, watch out, Apple. And Samsung, the powerful $75 smartphone is coming, Todd. Ooh, can you say plastic? <laughs> <laughs> well, hiding behind the headlines of yet another record-shattering sales quarter for Apple iPhones and the never-ending procession of Samsung ads is a movement taking shape that could tilt the balance of power in the global mobile industry over the next few years. A slew of devices, including the Motorola Moto E, that was introduced uh, this past week, and Sony, uh, so, sorry, Sony's Xperia E line, have demonstrated that high-powered technology can come at low prices. Then there is Synogen, who has played a role in nurturing the trend. In addition to providing an alternative mobile operating system to the Google, to the Google service-laden version of. Android, Synogen powers the OnePlus One handset, which helped kicked off, kick off the movement towards lower price phones a few years ago. $75 smartphones. Todd, I think, especially for the youth, this is a great thing. Because I don't know about you, but um, youth lose a lot of phones. <laughs> Yeah, they drop their phones all the time, and they smash those screens, and they damage them. No matter if you buy them the, you know the uh, the heavy duty uh, case, uh, they they find a way to break it either way, or they take it off because it doesn't look cool. So a seventy five dollar smartphone is kind of intriguing to a father like myself. Well, yeah, but then I'm thinking to myself again, we gotta we have to start thinking about ethical ethical you know building and design you know these days and and even apple and you know i'm sorry apple but you've had your issues with with these you know 
with a $600 phone being assembled in China because the labor is so cheap. So, I mean, I, I understand the price point, but I mean, ethically, we have to stand back and say, okay, where are these made and who's making them? And, you know, but, but you're right, though, for the, for the price point, for kids that lose phones, wow. I mean, because, yeah, yeah, what do they want? They want a $600 uh, <laughs> Apple or they want a Samsung G6 with, you know, a 19-inch display. And yeah. <laughs> I left it at the library and it's gone. How did you lose a 19-inch display phone? <laughs> I thought I strapped I it to know. your head this morning. <laughs> oh, well. Well, yeah, it's, it's um, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying, though, about, you know, where where these are built and how and and by whom, um, you you definitely have to ask those questions. Uh, but uh, with 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 the with the different technology and and you know and with everything, it always goes down in price. As, that's true. As time goes on, um, so if that's going to be the uh, trend with these uh, smartphones, uh, I guess we'll all uh, we'll all benefit from that. But you definitely should. Uh, find out where where it is coming from for sure as Absolutely. long as the oompa loompas aren't making them because they got to be fa- you know they have to focus on the chocolate at the chocolate factory so <laughs> charlie and the chocolate factory go. yep <laughs> well we're gonna take a short break and uh, lts radio will be back after this LTS Radio. And this week's social shout out goes out to STEMS Floral Studio, which is based in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. They offer floral arrangements for all occasions and have a really cool program, Flowers for a Year, where you can treat someone you love with fresh seasonal flowers each month. They'll deliver a selection of flowers four, six, or 12 times a year. And they deliver anywhere across the GTA from Bowmanville to Hamilton. And you can visit them on their website at stemsflorals.ca. Follow them on Twitter at stemsflorals and on Facebook at facebook.com slash stemsfloralstudio. That concludes this edition of the Link Through Social Media Tech and App Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Please share and spread the word about our show and continue the conversation on Twitter using hashtag LTS Radio. You can follow me at Link Through THRU Social. Make sure you send in your questions, comments, and show ideas. And we'll see you next Thursday at 3 and 8 p.m. Eastern on Listen Up Talk Radio. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>